cliffcentral.com. It is also time for us to talk to Dr. Hanan, which is always my favorite part of a Monday. It's going to be okay with Dr. Hanan Bushkin. So many people are struggling to readjust to normal life. Um, I can't understand this, but some people are really struggling with this mask mask mandate being dropped. So I went to the shops yesterday, and it was so nice to just walk in. I ignored the sanitizer person Mm. who used to be what we call the security guard. Um, yeah, I went and did my shopping and went to the car. I didn't have to put this thing on. I didn't have to take it off. I didn't have to think about it while I was in the shop. I didn't have to uh, keep adjusting the damn thing because it was either slipping or my nose was itchy or something was wrong. It was so great. I'm perfectly okay. But some people have not moved back in and they don't that for some reason they still attach to the mask. I want to find out from Dr. Hanan what that is. And uh, maybe he can also give us some tips about how we can start uh, sorting out our lives now that we don't have the excuse of coronavirus. Mm. For some people, it was a great excuse for months. Let's see if we can get past that. Dr. Hanan, how are you? Hey, guys. I'm well. How are you? Good. Happy Monday. I hope you had a good weekend. Um, are you also pleased that we don't have to wear these uh, these face nappies anymore? Very much so. It's such a blessing for me. I uh, I struggled with it um, from the beginning, and uh, the fact that now it's been dropped. I mean, going to the gym, <clears throat> try go to the gym without a mask. It's like a it's a whole new holiday. It's an amazing experience. <laughs> I I refused to to use a mask in the gym, and when the people came up and told me, "Oh no, you have to put on a mask," I was like, "Well, then I'd rather just train at home." Frankly, you know, yeah, uh, no, that, it was a, it was a bit, it was a big thing. Yeah, and and how are you meant to do this? You breathing is an important part of training. Your your body's not uh, used to working anaerobically, so <laughs> you cover your snout. It's not good for you while you're exercising. Anyway, what do you think of these people? But also, Doctor sure. Hanan, in in your line of business as well, I mean, you've had to treat patients who have half of their face covered, and reading facial expressions is so important. I mean, yeah. you could have a a serial killer sitting there who's who's smiling about the cats that he killed this weekend, but you can't see him smiling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know how much it has actually helped. Um, certainly, the dynamic and the interaction between myself and my patients mm. to be able to observe facial expressions. Yeah. We take it for granted, but you we connect a lot with our face. Yeah. Try cover your face and have a conversation with someone to see what happens. Right. It's impossible to pick up on these small little nuances. And like, how do you know when somebody is a, is approving of you or disapproving of you? And mm. uh, to be able to see that because, because we, we pick people's emotions up uh, through micro expressions and the, mm. the best way to pick up on micro expressions through the facial, facial expressions. Uh, body language also tells a lot, but the face tells the, uh, tells the whole story. So certainly when that has been dropped, the dynamic is, is shifted completely. All right. So we're... as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I would rather, as a matter of fact, just one more thing, I would rather see somebody over Zoom and do therapy with somebody over Zoom than see somebody face to face wearing a mask. Mm. That's how important facial expressions are. Absolutely. Sure. All right. But we all sound like we're on the same side of this. Um, None of us are, are attached to these. None of us are complaining that masks are gone now. I mean, you could still wear a mask. This is the funny thing, right? Is that for a lot of these people who are bemoaning the end of masks and uh, the ultimate kind of unimportance of coronavirus, because it isn't a big deal anymore. And anyone who says it is, is just full of shit. But there are people out there who were very attached to these things. 
Now, apart from them just wearing the masks forever, because you can, no one's going to stop you. I, I, you know, you could. There's still people. I saw some of them yesterday walking around with masks on. That's fine. It's your prerogative. You can you can decide to do that. But it seems to me they're upset that they can't tell the rest of us to wear a mask. What's that all about? And do you believe there's some sort of nunu blanket attachment that some people have developed to these things? Definitely. So, what I've noticed two things yeah. um, since the mandate has been mandate has been dropped. Number one is that the older generation actually are really fine without wearing a mask. Yeah. So if you walk around in a shopping mall, you'll see like the older generation just are really okay with going back to how it was, well, two and a half years ago, three years ago. It's the younger generation that are attached to to the masks and they still wear a mask. And a lot of my patients, the younger ones, I've asked them, they actually prefer to come <clears throat> into the session and I give all my patients options. I say, if you want to wear a mask with absolute pleasure you can if you would like me to wear a mask i'm happy to do that as well right and a lot of the younger generation a lot of the my younger patients prefer to wear a mask and prefer for me to wear a mask still now that has been dropped the older generation mm. they've let it go you know months ago if not a year a year and a half ago but especially now but the younger generation still want to wear it and i asked them like why tell me i mean i respect your you're right to wear a mask. And if you would like me to wear a mask, I'm happy to oblige as well. But why, why? And what they tell me is that that is what they know. And if you think about it, all the generation, they've had two, the portion of their lives of wearing a mask is so small in compared to their whole, or to, to their age, compared to the younger generation, much portion of their lives, much greater portion of their life has been wearing masks. That is what they feel is normal. That is part and parcel of what they were always doing. So now actually taking it off feels very unfamiliar, feels very weird. For them, it's not going back to normal. For them, it's actually going outside of their comfort zone and actually experiencing something that's completely abnormal. The second thing that I've observed in my practice is that the people that had anxiety or people that suffer from anxiety, the dropping of the mask mandate has actually increased their levels of anxiety. It actually it didn't decrease. You would think that actually, you know, the government saying, listen, we're going back to normal. Everything is okay. We're going back to we're safe and everything's fine. You would think that it would actually reduce the levels of anxiety, but actually yeah. it did the opposite. It, the people that suffer from anxiety are now feeling even more anxious. A lot of them wouldn't even come and pitch up to therapy. They'd rather do a Zoom consultation. And again, I asked them why. And the answer was, well, if now the masks have been dropped, can you imagine how people are going to start behaving? So they kind of are making a, a much bigger problem. They're going, well, and now nobody's going to be wearing masks. People are going to be unhygienic. People aren't going to sanitize anymore. People, everybody's going to be spewing and coughing and uh, sneezing all over you. And therefore, they would rather not do it. So the non-anxious, let's call them the non-anxious people, are celebrating, are celebrating this mandate or the drop of the mandate. And mm-hmm. the anxious people are feeling even more anxious. And it will take them a while to adjust. And obviously, I'd like to just chat about how to adjust. But that's what right. I've been observing. Well, we'll talk about how to adjust in a second. But I do want to go back to this, this point that I made just a moment ago. You can still carry on wearing a mask if you want to. But it seems to me the, the, the people we're talking about here, the, the anxious group, as you call them, are not satisfied with that. They want to tell everyone else to wear a mask as well. They, 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 that's the big issue to them, mm-hmm. is they're expecting everyone else to conform to their way of society functioning from here on in. 
and most of us are just not interested in their stupid rules anymore. We put up with it for two and a half years. It was a disaster. It did not help or save a single life demonstrably in, in evidence. You cannot say that a mask saved anyone's life. You don't know that for a fact. And I can absolutely say that masks have got in the way of children being taught. I mean, the children are the ones I feel most sorry for. Um, you got all these anxious, nervous people that you were talking about just a minute ago. And they seem to be okay with the idea that children had to cover their faces when children were at no risk of this disease killing them and where children had to go to school, walk around with these things like, kids, Doc, you know you've got kids. The last thing you want to do to a kid is make them wear the stupid thing. And I know that they adjusted well, and in many cases, they just got used to it. But that doesn't mean we should have punished them. You know, if you put a person in a cage, they'll eventually get used to it. But that doesn't mean it's a good thing to put someone in a cage. Uh, you, you, you make people learn without seeing how the mouth forms words at the age where they're meant to be learning how to form words. That's going to retard their development. This is not good. seems those, in, those terribly uh, anxious people that you're talking about a moment ago, they have no regard for that. They're only interested in themselves. Yeah. So what happens with anxiety or with anxious individuals is they want to control their external world, which makes them feel internally in control. So if you think about somebody that has obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, mm -hmm. they will set out their cupboard and color code them. Mm -hmm. And they, that's a way to control your external world in order to feel internally more in control. Yeah, they would maybe, you know, adjust a number on a radio in a particular, in a particular numeral. They control the external world in order to feel much more in control internally. And with the mask, it's the same thing. I want to go back to controlling my external world. I want my world, my external world to be predictable and under my control because internally I feel much better, much more, much safer, much more in control. So that's the mechanism that's happening. But soon, sooner or later, they'll, they'll just adjust and realize that they can't control the external world. See, the difference between controlling your cupboard and color coding it is that you can do it. That's under your control. Your cupboard is not going to rebel and resist. But when you try to control other people and you try to color code other people and tell them what to do, is people rebel and resist because nobody wants to be controlled. So they'll mm. soon come to realize that it's, they can't control and predict their external world and they'll have to adjust to, to the real, to the reality. Yeah. And, and what you've said a million times, just because you feel a certain way doesn't make it true. And probably it's a bad guide for you to make decisions on, especially when it comes to public policy. So we shouldn't have anxious people making rules for the rest of us. Otherwise, we'll all live in their dystopian nightmare. Um, all right. So we've, we've managed to now get past these masks. Do you think that there is a lesson to be learned here? And, and when it comes to people moving on from this, you've obviously got a couple of tips. We'll, we'll get into some of those. But is there a lesson learned here about society, about your place in society, about control, about um, being paranoid? And, and at the same time, is there, is there something we can learn about hygiene and about just being more aware and trying to figure out our way through the next one? Because there'll be others. You know, they're already talking about the mon monkey pox, but there'll be other things that come along. What have we learned, Doc? Oh, wow. Jeez, this could be like a, a seven-hour show on all the lessons <laughs> to be learned through this, uh, through this pandemic. And there's a lot of valuable ones. And yeah. I think the, in terms of our conversation today, I think people got to learn that we, as human beings, we adjust really quickly. You know, if you told us five years ago that we'll be wearing masks two years ago, 
every day when we interact with people five years ago we would be like that's impossible yeah. that's impossible but we adjusted and we made sense of it and we we made it okay even though we never some people never accepted it uh we adjusted and we adapted and human nature the brain is an incredible machine that is able to adapt mm. to the reality of what it is and uh just like we adapted to the masks the truth is for those anxious people out there you'll adapt to this new mandate too and you'll go back to how it was and you'll adapt and adjust too so linking it to um what you should do about it i, I want to highlight the process of grief grief is grief happens when our reality turns from a to b and i'm not prepared to accept b i still want to live in a Mm-hmm. So think about a loss of someone. So when you lose somebody, your reality turns from A to B. You suddenly the person is no longer there. And your head is going, well, I'm not prepared to accept the reality of the person not being there. I'm just not prepared to, not accepting it. Mm. So what you do is you live in what we call cognitive dissonance, mm. where your reality is very different to what you want it to be. And healing happens when we eventually accept the reality of what it is mm. but in order to accept the reality of what it is i have to immerse myself in what it is i cannot adapt to a new reality unless i immerse myself in it now take the masks as as an example here as well the moment my world changes from a to b which is what happened when they dropped the mask mandate a suffering is when i live in a but i don't accept a So in other words I'm living with a ma- with a mask a mandate still in place but yet my reality has shifted. And in order to adapt you got to immerse myself in my advice to the anxious people uh, out there immerse yourself in the reality of what it is. Immerse yourself and let your brain adapt your brain will always adapt. I like that that's good advice. And for the rest of us if people want to still wear them who cares, right? Just let them. Uh, I mean it it drives me crazy to drive past people on, on, on the road they're in their car on their own now on the 27th of June and they're still wearing a mask in their car on their own. It's like, you know what? I want to I want to say something about how stupid you are, but actually it's none of my business. If you still want to wear that mask, you go ahead. That's no it's no skin of my of my back. Yeah, don't waste your coins, Gareth. Right, exactly. That's right. Good advice as always. Dr. Hanan, thank you so much. We will see you in a week's time. Okay. Nice to see you. Awesome man. That's Dr. Hanan Bushkin and it's going to be okay. If you have anything that you'd like to bring up, if you want to have an issue in your life resolved, you want to have some good advice from someone who really does know what he's talking about and get some free therapy. At the same time, just send us an email contact@cliffcentral.com. We want to hear from you. Cliffcentral.com